Hey everybody, welcome to We Got The Beat, the podcast devoted to teen entertainment of the 80s and beyond. I'm your host, Michael, and my co-host, Mindy, is on the other side. Hello. Hey, have we ever got to the point where we discuss whether or not you want to be called Mindy or Melinda? Uh, no, because it's not really worth a, worth a discussion. Because some people, like, I, I made the switch because it was Mike for so long and I just got sick of Mike. It seems so... If your name's Mike, it's fine. But for me, I didn't like it. But I wanted to go for Michael. You're basic. Yeah, you're so, you're so blue collar. <laughs> I want to be fancy. Uh, I mean, no, I, it's not really a discussion. I, I, I think I, I still prefer people to call me Mindy if they actually know me. I mean, professionally, yeah, a lot of people, you know, refer to me as Melinda. But if you... if if people actually know me more than beyond a, an email or a phone call, like they they know they figured out. So no, I'm I'm still I'm still the immature Mindy. I think so. <laughs> one time I tried to call you Melly Mel. <laughs> You're like fuck that. Shut up. <laughs> well, do you remember? Do you remember there was a there was one time I think I was in like the sixth grade. I did try to get, change my name to Mel, and it just didn't stick. Nope. I uh, wanted to, but. Yeah. Speaking of changes, ha! Segway. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So the two films we're going to be discussing is "She's the Man" and Ten Things I Hate About You." Uh, what's the connection, Mindy, between the two movies? Uh, both are very, very influenced by Shakespeare. Yes, and are super dope. Super dope. Oh, I was going to say. There's... Soc- girl soccer players? No, I mean, there's no. probably a lot. I know, I'm an idiot. I, I so thought I had this. I thought the writer of She's the Man also wrote t- 10 Things I Hate About You. I, I was wrong. Never mind. She no. wrote Ella Enchanted. The person... <laughs> Yeah, plus I think it came up, and maybe why it, you thought that is because the the it came up when we were talking about House Money, because the person who wrote House Money wrote 10 Things I Hate About You, I think. Okay. So we did talk about it super recently, and that's probably what made you think that Oh, way. no, there is a weird connection. This is crazy, cool. Mindy. This is crazy. I can't believe it. I mean, it. I already just said, like, three of them. Yeah, Kiwi's, Kirsten Kiwi Smith is the writer of 10 Things I Hate About You. Her screenwriting screen partner is Karen McCullough, who is the writer of She's the Man. So they wrote them separately, but then they went off to write... Uh, Legally Blonde, Ella Enchanted, and other movies together. Oh, okay. So you were right. Wow. Ish. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. So <laughs> the little connectors. I'm super proud of you. Good job. Yay. Also, yeah, they, they both wrote uh, The House Bunny, The Ugly Truth, which I've never seen, and One for the Money, which I have also never seen. Um, don't watch either one of those because uh, they're not very good. Okay. Both um, happen to have Katherine Heigl. And not so good. Yeah. It's so fun looking anyway. at the cast of 10 Things I Hate About You and how they were basically nobodies. I mean, yes, Joseph Gordon-Levitt had been on um, Third Rock from the Sun for a couple seasons. But Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles, they're the leads and I had never heard of them before. This is so strange. This yeah, is a studio film. I don't, I don't think that I had either. I mean, you know, I've been pretty much like a diehard, like... I'm deeply devoted to Joseph Gordon-Levitt for all of my lifetime, ever since I was, you know. He and I are about the same age, and so ever since he was on the show, um, I've pretty much been 
a diehard fan of his. So that's probably why I wanted to see this movie. Although, I mean, if you're a teenager, you're pretty much interested in things that are, you know, geared towards teen- teenagers. So right. uh, it's, you know, I think uh, Larissa, uh, how do you say that? Olenek? She was on, what show was she on? She was on The Secret World of Alex Mack. Right, but so she was I was, also you know, on. I liked her. Yeah, wasn't she also but, on uh, uh, Third Rock from the Sun for a while? Yeah, but I think that it was it was later seasons after this movie. Oh, okay. I believe. Um, you know, David Krumholtz did several, like, kid, he was did a bunch of movies as a kid, uh, including one of our favorites, Life with Mikey. Adam's Family Values. Uh, yes, yeah, definitely stuff. So there was recognizable faces, but I wouldn't say, yeah, the main two stars, definitely not. And, you know, this was probably one of the first... I mean, this was one, the first thing I saw, you know, knew Alice and Janney from, and I don't know what she did before, but, God, what a little, like juicy little role she had huh <laughs> right well the whole year is fantastic for her because that summer she'll have drop dead gorgeous and then that falls when she gets west wing oh yeah isn't it funny how like how some people uh look younger as time progresses because to me in like this movie she she looks kind of old and frumpy and like I think it's her hairstyle or whatever and it's just like just like she actually looks younger now than she did 20 years ago it's weird (laughs) I guess it's partially the styles and stuff that change you know right um I remember I I thought I was supposed to go to the theater and see this with you but I know I didn't but I remember when it was coming Mm. out or there was promotions for it we're like we should go see that I think it was after we had seen um uh damn it I can't remember it all of a sudden uh, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Um, uh, damn it, the movie. Oh sure, Pig she's Manny. all that. What's that? She's all that. Uh huh. Thank you. Sorry, really? I don't know why I couldn't remember that. Um, I remember they were promoting. I'm pretty sure because that's a Disney owned uh, that movie. She's all that, and then they also owned this one. So I'm pretty sure that's. But for some reason, I, I ended up watching Wing Commander. I remember instead. You had already seen I, this. I so. will. I will tell you that one. I did watch 10 Things I Hate About You on the Disney Plus app today, as well as I know that I didn't see this movie in the movie theater. I definitely remember being lured into it by the, um, what is it, the, the the Columbia House Movie Club or whatever, what's the name of the movie club? Oh, we paid 12, uh, 12 for one or something like that, but you end up being in a contract exactly. for three years. Yeah, Columbia uh, House Video Club or something like that? Was that, Columbia House was the, the CDs, but I don't remember if it was also the, the movies. It I was, yeah, it was movies, and that, okay. that, that took over for the CDs for a while until that went out of business too, but it was always BMG was yeah. the better CD buy, that's why that shut down. So I remember I had not seen the movie and I took the chance in buying it in the, yeah, whatever, 12 for one uh, at the movie club and never regretted a moment of that purchase. Yeah, and you got me to watch Uh, it and I really enjoyed it. I think this is definitely more, more unique in, um, in DV, uh, you know, teen movies, uh, that it's yes it is pretty much a formulaic teen movie however 
it has a lot more depth to it, which, you know, a lot of the movies we've talked about also you can say that about. But um, this, you know, it really has so much depth. And just just to say IMDb, it's ranked a 7.3 out of 10, which is pretty damn high for a teen movie. Um, and, I mean, really, these performances are, I mean, it's a funny movie, but also pretty spot on in, like, uh for the first outing in a, an American movie, Heath Ledger, dang, he really made a made a splash. You know, he made his mark. Yeah, I mean, Whew. after this, he was red hot because what he did, uh, The Patriot, after this, and then uh, A Knight's Tale, and then he realized he didn't want to be a star; he wanted to be an actor. So that's why he started taking yeah. projects he knew would flop. Well, you know, you choose. You choose. Like, is it is it going to be a role that? that it interests you that that challenges you that you know you're proud of or do you choose something that you think will make a lot of money and uh, and I don't think that there's a very many times that the, both those things exist in the same world right especially when you're young you don't have that yeah. pull i mean not everybody gets to control their career the way like tom cruise has no. since he was 18 years mm-hmm. old it's really rare but also Julia Stiles is, is someone who did a couple hits and then just kind of backed away. She started doing the Bourne movies and, and these smaller independent films. Does she still act? Because I cannot recall the last time I saw her. Yeah, I think that she had a, a at least recently had a show, but it was on one of the, you know, I mean, God, there's so many different networks now and streaming things. I can't keep track. I, I think she has a show called Riviera. Uh, which is rated pretty highly, uh, but I don't know what, I can't see what network it's on, I can't tell, but it's been on for, since 2017. Wow. She was in Hus- She was in Hustlers, which you may not have seen, so that was a recent, fairly big movie that she was in, in a supporting role. Um, yeah, she's been in all the Bourne movies, and, uh, you know, you're right, smaller projects, uh, I think... One of her better, maybe not better, but interesting choices was, you know, one very moving, difficult season of Dexter she was in was pretty pivotal. Um, But, yeah, she's made a lot of interesting choices. And honestly, like, I mean, who wants to be in teen movies for their whole life? You know, you have to find some substance and be able to move forward from being a teen actor. Like, that's really hard to do. Yeah, the transition is almost impossible. You look at the Brat Pack, and it was a struggle for most of them post, you know, the main two or three films that they had. Yeah. What, I uh, mean, it's, it's, is, is that movie, yeah. the, I'm sorry, the dancing movie with Julia Stiles, what's that, Save the Last Dance, yeah. is that any good? Um, I, I, I'm i not sure. I definitely have seen it, but it's been a really, really long time since I've seen it. So uh, I would say, yeah, it was okay, but I'd have to watch it again yeah. to, to give you know, a I'm a sucker a real... for any dance, uh, theater, singing kind of movie with kids. It's so much fun. Yeah. Hey, wait. Me too. What up with that? I don't know. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> um, so I guess I, uh, of course, as always, I like to read the IMDb facts and information. And it says that uh, the scene, you know, where she gets drunk at the party and dances on the table, apparently is what, what got her the role in Save the Last Dance. Wow. Why? Huh? <laughs> That's not what I expected. 
I don't know. Some pretty good junk dancing she did. I don't I know. Yes. Though I've I've heard that she had a lot of stunt doubles because it's supposed to be like a ballet dancer that does street dancing or hip hop dancing. I don't know what you call it. Cool. Yeah, dancing. I can't. I can't remember exactly the like uh, the premise of the show, but yeah, I think that she starts out in ballet and oh, okay. starts starts hanging out with a boy from the wrong side of the tracks and stuff like that. The uh, the school that's in this movie is awe inspiring, and usually when a movie is set in Seattle, it means it was shot in Vancouver, and it has that look of a school, you know, like the X Men mm. school. Or the it one was all filmed on st- on site, though it said, and I think it actually said most of it was filmed. Well, some of it was filmed in Tacoma. Yeah, that's where the school is. I want to see this school. Can you imagine getting out of class I and seeing too. the ocean? That looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, that was what did they say about that school? The school the the school used in the film was Stadium High School located in Tacoma, Washington. It was first built as a grand chateau style railroad station hotel, but after it suffered fire damage, was renovated into a school. Oh. I mean, can you like that description? Oh my god, yeah. It's like oh, yes, I would like to <laughs> you see know that. What I wonder life. if they're gonna do with all the dead malls is start turning those into massive schools. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Those, those stores could be classrooms. I'm just saying. They already have the food court. I mean, it's better than putting them in trailers, which is what they tend to do. That's what started to happen at our high school, right? Right when you were graduating, yeah. I think they started installing a yeah. bunch of them. Yeah, so yep, I don't get definitely. that. But um, we have a weird. Um, so we went to a weird school that refused. It was called Huntington North, and there was a plans for a Huntington South. But then they realized there was going to be a rivalry. So instead of building another school, they just kept building and building and building onto our high school. Till, good lord, do you remember how hard it was too. to get through the hallways? It was so packed. Yeah, there were so many students, and I mean, there was one high school for a very very large county. Like, remember some of some of those kids would be on the bus. For like an an hour or more just to get to school, yeah. gosh, it's so rough. Yeah, build a second high school, and I don't, I still don't think they ever did. No, I don't know how they're gonna deal. Well, this year's been weird because nobody's in school. Well, it's Indiana, so I'm not sure. Well, but, yeah, a lot of people are in school in a mixed capacity. Like even here, they're like going part part time huh. and part time at home. I don't know. It's super confusing. Anyway, um. Let's see if I've got anything interesting to say. I will say uh, Larry Miller, as not surprising, is quite... I think this is maybe one of my favorite roles of his. Yeah. And it may be partially because the dialogue is so sharp. Yeah. Well, here's the thing as I noticed is this is the era of Kevin Williamson in, uh, you know, all over team. There's so much influence. Now, this has a lot of snappy dialogue, but at no point do I feel like it's imitating Kevin Williamson. It's its own voice. No. It's well, it's because it's like it's very intellectual dialogue, but it's 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 deeply, deeply rooted in its Shakespeare origins. Yeah, I mean they're lift they're lifting phrases straight from Shakespeare. I mean, so this is based this is based on what um, Taming of the Shrew, and it's it. So I don't think it's not trying to be you know, deeply mature or whatever, like, they're trying to do. I don't know exactly what the goal was in Dawson's Creek, but this is a straight, you know, 
love letter to its origin, and right. that's why they talk the way they do. I mean, I mean, they're also at a you know, pretty impressive school with very intelligent kids for the most part, and they don't deny that. But um, but they also don't make a big thing about the the dialogue. They just say what they say. Right. And well, as we're Ken Williamson and Dawson's of... Creek, it was always hyper reality. No one talks like this. It's fun to watch them talk. Right. At least at the time it was. If I watch it now, it might be cringeworthy. But it was hyper-rowdy, yeah. where this is just sophisticated dialogue. It never dumbs it down, but also, you say it lifts stuff from Shakespeare. Now, if you don't like Shakespeare, at a no point, because I have a tough time with Shakespeare, are you lost? They don't talk in these and those in, in cryptic language. It's it's not old English, but um, it just doesn't dumb it down, but also doesn't try to be all snooty about it. It's the perfect level. Yeah, yeah and... I mean, to me, I, I do think that they they use loftier language than than you would expect. But I think for, there's something about it that is that is seamless. Like you you barely notice that they're saying things that people wouldn't normally say. I don't know exactly how to explain it, uh, but I mean, kudos, guys, because you know, to those writers, to, for me personally, this is one of the most quotable movies that it yeah. that you know that I've ever seen. <laughs> I, do, I do the underwhelmed, I mean, overwhelmed line a lot. <laughs> oh uh, yes, exactly. But there's just like yeah, uh, I I love my Skechers. It's because you don't have a Prada backpack. You know, it's just like <laughs> I mean, there's so many. I mean, it is you know describing a girl as vapid, and you know, there's just there's just anyway so much depth to the dialogue but also to the characters themselves um i mean yes could bianca be more have some more depth yeah but definitely you know patrick and and cat the two main characters really have there's a lot of depth to them and there's a lot more to them than you know there's a real explanation for why they are what they seem but they are so much more than they seem. Yeah. The only cliche I don't like is always... There's always that thing that happens in these kind of movies where there's a deal made or a bet. Mm-hmm. And it goes yeah. wrong. And then they find out. They get so mad. And it's like... If, but this, it was still kind of fresh though when this movie came out. But I gotta tell you, the next decade was all of this. Yeah. Uh, is this where we got yeah. introduced to Gabrielle Union? Because I do not recall her before this film. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's. I, I think she was doing a lot of stuff, you know, at this time. She hasn't really stopped acting, but you know, she looks the same too. Was, it's weird. Twenty-two years later. When she, when, <laughs> wait, but I have to point out that when this movie was made, she was twenty-six years old. Damn, lady. And yes, she does still pretty much look the same. She is just one of the most spectacularly beautiful human beings. So she's all that was the same year. She was in that too, which maybe it all kind of blurs. Um, Love and Basketball was like the next year. I mean, Bring It On was the next year. She did a shit ton of stuff. And it was so varied and teen college adults like she really does such a wide variety of things and then a couple years later cradle to the grave and then bad boys too she has a huge variety of like um you know stuff under her belt but yeah this 26 years old i mean damn (laughs) lady 
I forgot that Daryl Chill Mitchell was in this. I, I miss him. And it's it's sad that he can't... I don't know if it's because of the accident that he doesn't get work or people are, are not giving him work because of the accident. You know what I mean? Like, is, is, know, he, is he in too much pain or is it stupid uh, casting agents? I don't know. He was, he was definitely in a show after his accident and he was in a wheelchair. Oh. Uh, I know he was on Ed for a little bit. That, yeah, let me look to see what he's been doing. I mean, he isn't. I mean, he's not doing much. That oh, much, he has been on Fear of the Walking Dead for the last couple seasons. Oh, uh, I don't really. Uh, I don't really like that stuff. Oh. And he's also a I, regular uh, on NCIS New Orleans. So okay, he's still working good. Okay. Well, yeah, that explains it. I don't watch. I don't watch either one of those things. Yeah. I can't remember which what show. What show was he on? Well, he was in the Inside Man. Shit, that's a good. Well, I remember he was, uh, uh, the first time I ever seen him was he was on uh, the John Larroquette show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, it's not, it makes sense. I think I remember that, too, is what I really meant to say. <laughs> uh, I'm like, yeah, of course, John Larroquette. Yeah, I put those two and two together. Um, Sergeant Bilko, yeah. I don't know. He did a lot of... So, I don't know. Uh, I can't remember what I saw him on after the fact. And I'm glad that he's still working because I do think that he's a very funny guy. Um, he's a bit of a dick in this movie. Uh, he's a... I mean, I get that she's difficult, but, like, he sent her to the office, like, every day just for having an opinion about things. <laughs> That's kind of a douchebag thing to do. <laughs> Um, also, who <clears throat> flashes their teacher? Who what? Mm, who flashes their teacher? Oh, Fla- I think it's slashes, and I was like, did I watch a different movie? <laughs> Ten things I murder you. Know, about that's, you. <laughs> hey, there's another, there's another similarity, is that both the main characters flash people in the movies. Yeah, what's the same thing I was thinking with, because uh, uh, originally I wanted to do She's the Man with uh, just one of the guys, and they flash in that movie, but I still, to this day... It must have been the '80s. There's no reason to show her breasts. It would have been funnier to have it. You never probably, you probably don't remember the movie at all. But they show her breasts just flat out, and I'm like, it would have been funnier to show the guy reacting to it instead, instead of showing them. Yeah, you. I mean, I think that's mostly what they do now. Is the reaction is better, and they know that. Yeah. But I don't know. Back in the '80s, they were like, Boobies! Well, because of Porky's. Fucking Porky's cost like $2 million and made 100 And every movie after that had to have pointless nudity. And thank God for John Hughes for changing that genre. Yeah. Thank you, John Hughes, for making so many lovely um, influences on the world. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I realized that we didn't really talk about the plot at all. I know, but, we don't like, really need to. You know, we just sort of bounced around a ton. I'll just say, like... Of, I think of all teen movies, and I've seen them all, my friends, all of them, that's right, um, <laughs> that this is probably, I mean, probably my favorite. It's I, one of I've the most critically it. acclaimed. Uh, when it comes to the comedies, it's hard so to get critical. Yeah. It's usually, if, there's, if a teen movie has to be a drama, usually, or some sort of mixed genre film, in order to get critical yeah. attention, usually with comedies, they're dumb as shit, and yet so many of them are very enjoyable, I know they're dumb. But this one is the one that got the critics' approval, and it has such a strong cult following. I guess there was a TV show. I don't know if it was a semi-sequel yeah. or a remake. Mm, oh, I, 
there are certain things that I can't bring myself to experience because I know it will disappoint me, and this is one of those. So I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but this is probably my favorite. I I I've easily watched it fifty plus times uh, in twenty years, uh, and I so adore the like taglines on this. How do I loathe thee? Let me count the ways. They're spitefully romantic. I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is kind of a putz yeah. in some ways. <laughs> he causes I a mean, lot of the problems. He caused a lot of problems because he was super blind. And, like, was she worthy of his adoration? I don't know. Like, he didn't really, I don't really think he knew her at all to go through all this trouble. But uh, I guess it all worked out in the end because that's a teen movie for you. But... He's super adorable, he is. and I love him to this day. Um, also, I will say that this is this movie has one of the best soundtracks of any movie. Yeah. I love it so. And this is the '90s. Uh, you know, this is when soundtracks really kicked ass. '80s were good, but '90s yeah. were great. At least maybe for us. But I mean, it has a performance by one of our favorite ska bands of all time, which was sadly short-lived. Yes. Save Ferris. They're they're back together, dude. I, Dave I, I Ferris, saw, yeah, I saw they had a letters single. to Cleo. Now who is this letters maybe, to Cleo? Why do I know them? I know the name, but I, why I do know. I know them? Are they just okay? Like, listen, this is why you know the lead singer of Letters to Cleo does the singing voice of Josie in Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, Probably why you know. Okay. Anyway, super fun pop cute stuff. I mean, they were had a couple albums in the 90s. I don't know. Also, for some reason, in Parks and Rec, I don't know if you've committed yourself to watching that. I don't really know. First couple seasons, on it. that's it. But in later season, in a later season, I'm actually on the last season. I Again, I have like 10 more episodes until I'm done. Uh, they have this huge like concert thing and Letters to Cleo is there. And uh, uh, what's his name? Who plays Ben Wyatt? Adam uh, Scott. Adam Adam Scott is like totally insane and he's wearing like a Letters to Cleo shirt and is singing the words to every single song. So like I don't know what it is but he's like a diehard Letters to Cleo fan. So there's a few underground things there. So um, somebody, somebody thought they were rad in in the 90s. Um, And then of course I think this is other than the themes, using it for the theme song of – Freaks and Geeks, the most perfect usage of Joan Jett and reputation and bad reputation yeah. uh, in, 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 a, in a film. So, and I had to look it up and be like, dude, is that Baronick and Lady song really that old? It is really that old. Yeah, I'm old. I'm so old. I know. Uh, someone put out... I can't fucking believe this. Who, who, who the Now That's What I Call Music? They put out an album last week called Now That's What I Call Dad Rock. <laughs> Should you not have no. some 41 on it? I'm like, no, 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 no. Some 41 is not Dad Rock? What the fuck? That's gross, and I hate them. Yes. I thought I hated them for doing the, like... The kids? Kid spot thing. Oh, but th- that's even... That's even worse. I hate you. Every never single make an album last again. Kids Bop album was promoted at Target when I worked there, and every single last one had a song that was wildly inappropriate. I do not want to hear eight year olds singing my humps, my humps, my lovely lady lumps. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so wrong in so many ways. It's, it's terrible. Like, 
on my eardrums, but it is also, like, wildly inappropriate. Yeah. So, anyway, I think we've talked fairly, fairly excessively. I will say there are some little, like, cameos by... I, we had talked about her before, Bianca... Kajic? Oh, yeah, from, yeah, I think it's Kajic from uh, uh, Rules of Engagement. Deep, deep sorrow that I can't pronounce names very well. I'm Uh, so bad. uh, David Leisure, who was the tool next door neighbor. (laughs) He was so so underutilized, in my humble opinion, but whatevs. The last thing I want to say is it's horribly disappointing to find out the director of this. This is his debut film. And I think he okay, handled yeah. this very, very well for a first-time director. His next movie was Black Knight with Martin Lawrence, and that's oh. it. That movie was very expensive. Was, oh. It tanked horribly, and then he just did TV for the rest of his career. He should have got another I was going to look it up, yeah. That's lame, man. Yep. She's the Man is the other film that we're going to discuss. It is not as good, I would say, like the, the quality control, but no. God, love it. It's so fucking funny. I was rolling. Amanda Bynes, I'm so sad for her because she's insanely talented. I didn't know that she came from sketch comedy. That's why she's so damn good in this. It's been, it's cartoonish. I don't give a shit. No, I've never, I didn't know. You didn't know that she had, it wasn't just that she came from sketch comedy. She had her own sketch comedy show. It was like the Amanda show. Wow, she was okay. a twee little one. Yeah, I knew... It was her own show on Nickelodeon. She was the shit. Okay, who else is from that show? Is that where Keenan and Kel came from? Uh, Keenan and Kel were on, um... All That? Okay, so they did... So there's other people who came from All That. Alright, I'm just curious. I, we're gonna discuss that sometime, because that was a teen-oriented show, and I've never seen it. I'm curious about it. Um, I'm, I don't know exactly who else was on that show, because I think I was a, a little bit too old to watch it. Uh, too old, whatever. Um, I didn't catch a lot of it, I guess that's my point. But, um, she did the Amanda, the Amanda show, 59 episodes. I mean, really, that's she did a few episodes on stuff, but that was really her first thing. Oh, she she was on she started on all that in 1996, and then she got her own show in '99. Okay. So now was she doing, she's also what's that show? What I like about you, I think, is the name of it. Was she doing this uh-huh. before or during? Yes. she's the man. Oh. Oh, probably the same time. Okay, because I know she had uh, been in Big Fat Liar, and that was like her first movie hit. I don't know what she did. What she? What's the British movie that she did? Was that before this one? Oh God, What a Girl Wants. Yes, she did that before. That is my, probably my favorite of hers. So she did. Yeah, she was doing shows back to back. Amanda Show was on until two thousand two, and then she went into What I Like About You, which is the show you're referring to, and she was on that until two thousand six. So she had TV shows for a good solid. I can't even do the math. So maybe that's what eventually seven broke her. years straight. Maybe that's what broke maybe? her is because she was just going, going, mm-hmm. going nonstop for all these. She years. also, she also had a, um, a like a, a fashion line wow. that she did with a, 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 I can't remember the name of the store because it 
was kind of a flash in the pan and it was super popular for a short period of time and I literally went there because I wanted to get clothes designed by Amanda Bynes I'm not kidding you um I don't even remember what it's called I'm sure I could look it up but she so she did that fashion stuff but yes uh what a girl wants is my favorite with her I love it so much um she's the man she also did voice work on the Rugrats Hairspray Sydney White Easy A, and that's like kind of the end. The Easy A yeah. is the end. But look, um, look at how much I don't know why she, what what happened to her. What what what? But um, I, don't know. I don't know if it's drugs or stress. But this much work from a, someone who wasn't even thirty at the time is shocking. You're talking push, 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 and that might have been what broke her. But I mean, she started acting when she was like twelve years old. Yeah, or something. But she's so fucking good in this and i wish she hadn't broken i wish she could have a comeback if she wanted it if she wanted it yeah um because she's so much fun she she has a lot of pathos yeah. but she's doing crazy stuff what the fuck is that voice that she's doing it sebastian it's the craziest oh, voice i don't I've know ever... yeah you know she is i truly think that she is wildly talented you know and i thought Oh, she's, she's just, she's so funny. She's so, like, enjoyable. And, Jesus, what was she doing? It was, the whole thing is so awkward, but it's just, but in a just ridiculously fun yeah. way. What, what, what's smart, though, oh. is that they acknowledge it. Sometimes when they do stuff like this, they don't really acknowledge it. And they're all like, he's fucking weird. Like, don't get, <laughs> Sebastian can't sit with us. He can't be with us. Everything he says, we have to, like, What? And he's like, oh, what, bro, 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 bro. Like, she almost talks like she's from another planet just trying to imitate humans. But she took a sample of every human and combined it into one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a super good explanation <laughs> for behavior. Like, it's like, she, it's like she has never met a boy before. And you're just like, wait, you have a twin yeah, brother. That, that's so, where it falls apart like, a little bit. A twin brother, they should be so interlocked that she knows him like the back of her hand. But she is going around. So, so, that's the thing I don't get. Where she's supposed to be her brother. So she should already know how he acts. But yet she's out on yeah. the street imitating other people. And that I didn't understand. Yeah, but you know the training, mo- the training slash makeover montage is just such a big thing, and yeah. so it, so it's easy. Important. It's easy jokes. It always is. It's like let's say we've got a five yeah. minute montage where we can get a lot of gags in. I mean, it's still funny, dude. It's is it? I thought that was actually one of the weaker parts. I love my favorite scene in the whole movie is once all the relationships start intertwining and they're getting all confused. She goes to that uh, what's the the fancy girls the debutante ball. Yes. And she's fucking mowing away at that chicken watching the one girl out and just like so frustrated. And everybody's just staring at her. She's wiping her she mouth. Acts like an eating, she acts like a beast, like eating that, like, like with her hands. Yeah, but she's so oblivious to the whole thing. She's like, what? What? And there's that fight I in mean, the bathroom, which is hilarious. She is very, very much like not a girly girl, which you think would make it easier for her to act like a boy. Right? Oh, and how much but, gold. Julia Haggerty so frustrated with how ungirly she is. <laughs> uh, Julia Haggerty is not appreciated enough. No, she's not. Wasn't she also... Isn't she also the mom in, like... Just Friends? I like, think you were correct. 
Yeah, she is really underappreciated, even though... Oh, oh, she's... Have you... Did you ever watch that Noel, that newer Christmas movie? We talked about it, but did you ever watch no, it? No, I never got around to watch it. There's so much she's new content, super, I cannot figure she's out. She's super delightful in that. She's actually been in a lot of more recent movies, honestly. Um, she's still working tons, and she's always a delight. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the weirder role... Weirder? I don't even know. Like, David Cross's so freaking weird (laughs) and almost almost everything he does but he his his bizarreness in this movie is like balance it almost balances her a little bit because they're so equally bizarre Uh that it sort of like balances the playing field and the whole misunderstanding is just like oh no of course you couldn't possibly be a girl you're Bald. <laughs> I love. I love when he says that. He walks up and goes, "I don't know if you've noticed or not, but it's thinning a little bit on top." <laughs> I yeah, guarantee like you, his, David Cross yeah. improv most of his dialogue. It's so ridiculous. Oh, I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure. I. I would imagine that that's like a like something that he has written in his contract or something like. Like I'll do sure a I'll take for you. Your... You do a take for me. Yeah, sure. Like, I'll be, yeah, I'll be in your movie, but you gotta let me just fuck around. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I almost feel the same thing with another character in there. Um, people aren't gonna know the, the actress, but I know her because of Ginger Snaps, is Emily Perkins, who plays Eunice. I almost feel like she's improving all her dialogue as well. She's so fucking. Sick. There's so many strange okay. people in this movie. It's, you know, it's. She is a bizarre girl, and I quite enjoy her. Um, I will say that my favorite things with her, yeah, Ginger Snaps, she's the man, and her epic 10-year run on Supernatural, where she would show up, like, every few seasons and just do some weird-ass shit, was, she's so great. I love her so much. I didn't know that she was on it. Yeah, the first thing I think she was ever in was It. She's the main girl in the first miniseries. Oh, fudge, I forgot about that. But you know what? I think I intentionally forgot about that because it is creepy. Yeah, there's so much weird stuff in this, though, because even the one weird blonde guy, Malcolm, and his obsession with Olivia, I think it was with Olivia, whatever, and he's just in his room just talking to himself. Or the girl that's supposed to be dating Sebastian, we're not breaking up until I say we're breaking up! (laughs) Yeah, everyone was pretty insane, and they have no, like, boundaries, and, like... (sighs) <sighs> super bizarre um it's weird how like a lot of these people e- were in a lot of stuff and they still kind of are just not huge names like that girl who played monique Al- alexander breckenridge she's been in tons of stuff amanda crew and jessica lucas those were her kind of like right. i don't know just lucas but her I know gal friends amanda crew is from uh uh silicon valley Oh, right, yes, uh-huh. She looks just yeah, like the I... girl that was in uh, General Hospital. You remember the little girl? No? Yeah, no, you're wrong. Okay, she sure looks like it, but she's I mean, not. I know, I know who you're talking about. I don't get the correlation. I'd have to see them side by side. Oh, okay. Um, Jessica Lucas is actually doing a lot more stuff now. Um, I think she got more known a little bit later because she was in Cloverfield, Evil Dead remake. Most notably, she was, I mean, in the more recent years, she was in Gotham Mm -hmm. and had a pretty, 
See, how many times do I talk about people and say, they were in Gotham, and that's kind of right. how I know them more. Well, most and you're of these like, actors, oh, I, this, I really should watch Gotham. <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is a Canadian production, so you're seeing a lot of really great Canadian actors in here. And, well, that uh, explains Emily Perkins. Right. Uh, John Piper Ferguson, who I didn't know was Canadian, because I mostly, mostly know him from American productions, he was the father uh, with the great line, I didn't right. realize there'd be so much nudity in this game. This seems a little weird. <laughs> um, but he was... Yeah, in... I thought he looked so familiar, but I don't know why. Uh, we don't usually don't see him this cleaned up. I mostly know him from The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., where he's kind of sleazy and has a mustache. And he's Pete! You touch Pete's piece! No one ever touches Pete's piece! Oh, God, he has a lot of credits. I probably have seen him on, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. I don't know. He does have a... Burn noticed tons of yeah. stuff that well, I've watched. Well, he's the main so villain in that uh, Mark DeCascos movie, what? Drive, which I've seen a million times. Oh, Once Upon a Time, Battlestar Galactica, tons of yeah. Longmire, many, many, many shows that I've watched. Okay. Yeah, he just, he look. no way. He's also in Drive, the movie with Ryan Gosling, no. too. Was he also in an episode of he, the TV show Drive? <laughs> this is called for a maybe. Drive Facta. A Drive Facta. A drive He kind of has an epically long rap sheet. He's yeah. in a lot of stuff. Hey, if you're reliable wow. and you're Canadian, you're good to go forever because there's only so many people available in Canadian productions. Are all these people Canadian? Jessica Lucas is Canadian. So is Amanda Crew. Like... What? Yeah, I mean, I think they just grab a, a few of... American actors like Channing Tatum, or as I like to accidentally mm-hmm. say, Tanning Chatham. Chatham, yeah. <laughs> uh, David Cross, Vinny Jones. Seriously, there's a very, very small window where I will even tolerate Vinny Jones. I don't like I him. know, you You told me that you had, well, I think you even just told Twitter how much you felt, how you felt about Vinny yep. Jones. If I see but his name, I, don't... I will say no. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. If there is there a specific reason? Is there something he he was in that like really turned you off, or do you just find him to be a disgusting person? I don't. Yeah, know. it's it's all it's kind of the above. I do not think he is a good actor. I don't think he's very funny. Um, and now he's just in every. Okay, I don't like any actor basically who shows up in all these directed video movies where they're clearly just casting oh, because. Sure. Well, we can sell it in England for this. We can sell it in Russia for this. They're not choosing the right actors. They're just choosing whoever can sell the film. I don't think that's filmmaking. That is a product, not a film. Yeah, um, sure. I mean, that's like those boy groups and stuff, which yeah. I don't like either. Uh, what is it? I think the only thing that he is good in is Gone in 60 Seconds, where he hardly says a word. <laughs> Fucking, uh, I, 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 I'm a defender of X-Men, uh, un, what is it, United, their last stand, the, the, the third one. Um, last stand, uh-huh. I will defend it, but he is fucking terrible as Juggernaut. I'm the Juggernaut, bitch! <laughs> no. I mean, I have no feelings about him whatsoever, so I don't, it doesn't matter to me, I was just curious. I do think it's weird, I think that I, I showed you randomly that I accidentally found, like, a Vinnie Jones has multiple albums that he's recorded what? apparently he's a singer i didn't show that to you no i could i could have sworn i did yeah uh, i found it accidentally on spotify he has like several albums i think one of them is like all covers of his favorite songs what kind of music does he sing is he like a crooner yeah i think so okay well i'll go with that then 
So we will say, uh, you know, I mentioned, you know, again at the beginning that this is also based on Shakespeare. Uh, this is Twelfth Night, which, if you're not familiar, is a story about a a girl who I forget why hides somewhere by pretending to be her brother, um, and lots of hilarity ensues. I mean, it is also it is one of the funnier Shakespeare plays. Um, it's so much about mistaken identity and uh, yeah, this one this one works way better than just one of the guys. I think there's a lot of noble uh, effort behind what Joyce Heiser is trying to do in that movie, where she gets uh, basically fluff pieces for a newspaper and let it be in a real reporter because she's a girl, so she goes to another high school as a boy to get on their newspaper. Uh, kind mm. of similar concepts, but the fucking energy, the way things are layered, in order to get certain jokes to work. They have to do so many steps ahead but not be obvious. And the intricate yeah. way that, like, Sebastian gets on the field while his sister is oversleeps, you know, and then, you know, the way that they show that uh, Sebastian's a boy and then switch it around. It's just – it's so layered. It's so difficult. And there's a reason why I think Andy Fickman became, like, a go-to director for a while there um, of comedies. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was a big name for a while. The last thing he did, though, was that John Cena movie. That wasn't a hit – but he's still working for a studio, which is sad because... Could he, you be more specific what John Cena movie? Uh, uh, Playing With Fire. Oh, I will tell you what. If you Have you seen it? I have not. It's in my voodoo. Have you, I haven't got around to watching it yet. I'm going to tell you honestly, like, I'm not saying it's a good movie, but there are... I, I laugh my ass off at that movie. Well, hell, we love Bob it's, the Butler. Is that necessarily a good movie? No, but it speaks to us. It's no. a certain language that we love. He did. He he directed Reef Madness, the musical. Yes. He directed Game Plan, Race to Witch Mountain. You again? Like these aren't like these aren't like you know great films, but you know he definitely directed a, a lot of good movies. Or you know, Kevin. He did a lot of shit with Kevin James. Yeah, that's kind of weird, why. right? I don't, yeah. Ugh. I'm sorry. I don't think Kevin James is funny. No, he did one good movie. Here um, comes the boom, and that's it. That's the one good movie? I think it's okay. a good movie. What were you thinking of? Hitch? I don't know. Oh, well, that isn't his movie. He's a support. I meant where he's a lead. My bad. I don't know. Really? I don't what think... I do, not, I do not think Kevin James is funny. No. Like, at all. Um, Here's an interesting movie. His first one is Who's Your Daddy, which led to him somehow getting Reefer Mattis. He must have done the play or something. There's no way you go from... But um, it got decent reviews. It's a direct-to-video movie, but it's about a kid who inherits a porn industry, a porn business, <laughs> a porn empire. I mean, and it has some decent names hmm. in this, and I'm curious to check it out. It has uh, Justin Barefield from uh, 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 damn it, Malcolm in the Middle. That was like one of his starring roles. So I'm curious. I'm going to check this out. Ah, oh, Kadeem. I love him. Yeah. Oh yeah, that kid Ryan Bit. I've seen a lot of these people before. Ryan Biddle, Christine L- Lakin. Or was it she on like Step by Step or something? I don't. I know her name. Yeah. So this this might be a future uh, episode of We Got the Beat. Uh, okay. Uh, Kazim Hardison. I love that guy. Uh, anyway. He made um, nerds cool. Dwayne Wayne was like the first cool nerd. I know. I know, and he's still doing great things, even though you might not realize it, because he's gained a few pounds, and he's not quite as recognizable anymore. We all gain a few pounds, honestly. Unless you I don't. know! <laughs> it doesn't change how, how likable he is, yeah, but uh, if you haven't seen his most recent project, 
this teenage bounty hunters that is on Netflix. Sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but it's wildly, wildly enjoyable. Okay. All right. So of yeah. the two, which do you prefer? Oh, lordy, lordy. Um, I mean, absolutely 10 Things I Hate About You is one of my favorite movies ever. Okay, I'm going to go with She's a Man. We never mentioned uh, that how funny Tanning Tatum... Oh, I did it. I fucking did it. Channing Tatum is in this movie, and it seems like there was a long gap between him doing comedies. I mean, it's pretty much this, and then he went and did, like, 21 Jump Street, which is also one of the most hilarious movies yeah. ever. What happened to I him? He's been doing I, a lot of... And maybe I, he's a family man now because he's been doing a lot of voice work. He hasn't been starring in I anything. saw that movie at the theater, and I maybe was the closest I've ever been to pissing myself in public. Wow. 21 Jump Street? Yeah. Oh, my, The funniest movie I've ever seen in theaters, and you had to check on me to make sure I was okay, was The End of Bowfinger with fake purse ninjas, and I was in hysterics. Well, that's understandable. That's also one of my very favorite movies, too. So, I, I don't know. I have, like, a lot of very favorite movies, clearly. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah Bowfinger is one of the funniest movies of all time, so... Whatever. All I right. understand that. So that is the end Bye. of this episode. Check us out on Facebook under Video Night Podcast. And our next episode is going to be Kick-Ass 1 and 2. All right. I'm really looking forward to revisiting those movies. Coolsies, foolsies. All right, everybody. Uh, have a good night. <laughs>